Welcome to Three Shots in a Mango Beer Podcast. I'm Trudell Lambert, and I'm with my co-host, my mother. As always, our laid-back podcast dives into real talks about all things life. We don't choose our fate, though. A fortune cookie does. So, without further ado, let's draw today's topic. Alright, we're drawing the topic. Today's topic is... Why don't you just draw it yourself, since you know how to do everything. Best school moments. I'm going to draw a different one. (laughs) See, people, when you talk back to your parents, it gives them this type of attitude. And then you just have to live with it. Best ways to start dating someone. Sure, that sounds interesting. So we're going to do two. We're going to do both of those. Because I have said so. Because I'm in charge. Because I'm the parent. I don't care how old you think you are. You can be 99. If your parent is 99 and 20, then you listen. Well, is that not the topic? Hi, guys. Go. Go with what? I don't know. Did you not hear the topic? Uh, okay, so... Best ways to start dating someone. I... I honestly don't know. This isn't a great topic for me, personally. Just cause. Well, why don't we start with a check-in? Because we got some feedback on people wanting to know more about us. Alright. So let's start with a check-in. How has your week been? Uh, my week's been good. I've been working. I'm about to come out with a comic book. The first issue of my first big series. So check that out at thecomicgod.com. And I've just been... Working and getting stuff done. That's great. What's the name of your comic book? The name of my comic book is Blood. It is about a prince who has to defend his empire in in this Egyptian mythology-inspired fantasy world. Okay. Cool. How about you? Oh, thank you for asking. (laughs) Uh, how's my week? Is that the question? Yes. Okay. You could just ask the question. How was your week? Uh, it was good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm editing our children's book that's coming out in this Christmas called Awesome Audrey Cookie Christmas. And it's a dope-ass book. See, this cheers me up. It's a dope-ass book about an awesome lady named Audrey. Um, and basically, it, it talks about, you know, it's just the, it's the book for the naughty kids, man. Shout out to all, your na- all the naughty kids. Um, I grew up doing um, camps. And I'm not going to say all the kids were naughty, but I always loved the naughty kids anyway. Like, they were, like, hype and, you know, like, it just, like, gives you a challenge, you know what I mean? To, like, kind of put them on the track. And they always had energy and spiciness to their attitudes. So, Awesome Audrey is Cookie Christmas. is all about, like, Christmas in the hood and just remembering the naughty folks. And it's fun. She, she takes on Santa. And I think y'all should look out for it. And it will be illustrated by none other than Tradella Comic God. So yeah. we got 
royalty illustrating it, and it's, it's, it's just a dope book. I'm excited. Right? And it's based on Audrey Lambert, which is amazing. My yeah. grandmother, who was awesome, and who Christmas, you know, was everything. So that's a big thing this week. Um, also editing my book, which is like pop star journal. It's basically like an introduction to lyric writing and kind of songwriting and what you need to know to get into the industry. Um, like a real base 101 and it's great. And then it has like, you know, blank forms, like your split sheets and such. And then um, it has like blank pages for you to write your lyrics and document your songs appropriately in a professional manner. So look up for that. It will definitely come out on Amazon, but you can also check it out on PlatinumRouge.com. That's P-L-A-T-I-N-M, Platinum, R-O-U-G-E, Rouge, as in the French red, dot com. And that's maybe where you're tuning into this podcast because we have that there too. So yeah, that's what that's what, that's some of the stuff I'm doing this week. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm hype about it. Working on my health journey. Me too. Yeah. So that's dope too. Um. Yeah. Passing through a little birthday party tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's always nice. Right. So. Yeah. Other than that, everything's blessed. Okay. Now we can get on to our topics. Okay. All right. So, the best ways to start dating someone, I guess that means like, huh, does that mean how the best ways to meet somebody or, because like how do you date someone if you don't meet them? Right. Or, I don't know, maybe starting that process. I don't really. I mean, we can make it up. Like, no, because I've met, can... a bun- I've met a bunch of people, I've dated very Less few of those met. people. <laughs> <laughs> usually the equation but I get it you um well I mean I think it's hard too because you're always rolling with me so probably people don't know like we're not that we're different in age but we're not that different in age where people really know sometimes they mistake me as being with you as opposed to being your mother um because today you saw a pretty girl and you probably wouldn't have rolled up with her on her in front of me yeah, would you have talked to her if I wasn't there? Uh, well, I was already in the car by the time I seen her, so I'm not gonna. So if the opportunity <laughs> presented itself, uh, maybe I might see try to start a conversation. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at this product. What do you think of that? I don't know. I wouldn't say the that. <laughs> well, we were store. in the store. <laughs> look at this. What do you think of that? <laughs> How many of you comment below have used the pickup line? <laughs> oh, look at this product. <laughs> hilarious um okay well is pickup lines a good way to meet people right um uh, well i wouldn't do pickup lines. no it has to be Only witty and funny and be, personal well yeah I, that's why <laughs> look at this product is definitely not a pickup line but starting a conversation i think would be yeah the, the way uh, to go way to go exactly i don't know i have met guys in the past where they if the if the pickup line was cheesy it was a wrap but if the pickup line was like witty and intelligent, then I was like, oh, intelligent. I mean, to me, intelligence trumps everything on the sexy scale. Intelligence is like the hottest thing out there. So, 
yeah, if, if it's an intelligent, I guess, pickup line. I can't think of an intelligent one, though, <laughs> that I've heard. <laughs> but if, if someone did have something intelligent, I would at least respect the hustle, you know? Uh, what about online dating? Like, do you think it's better to meet people in person? Or do you think it's better to, like, online date? In person. Um, online stuff is strange because you can't... There's no... I'm a, I love energy, right? And you can feel the energy of a person if you're relatively near them. Through the phone, I think there's a lot that doesn't get said. Yeah. Right? Especially when it's purely text as well. Yeah, that's the problem with your generation is that it is, like, hard to connect because everything's text. A lot gets lost in text. Um, yeah, and... and also, I feel like this overwhelming, there's like this overwhelming, I guess, need to put on a facade. Life is perfect. Like, so how do you get to know the real person and like bond on that level, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also you well, always get that nervousness too. Like, are you actually going to be meeting the real person? Is it like, is this person a psycho? <laughs> are they really some... Are they cat? Are they catfish? Are they like what's really going in? Like you don't know. You meet someone in person, you know, kind of get a sense. Well, yeah, of course, and yeah, no. For that reason, if it's online, I think it's always important to do the for the first thing to be like public. Yeah. Meet me at Starbucks. Meet me at like you can't. Meet me at the Starbucks. <laughs> it's going down. Meet me at Jofeta. It's going down. Meet me at the mall. It's going down. Anywhere you meet me, guaranteed, it's going down. What? I saw an opportunity for a wicked call. Not freestyle, because that is like a... Lil John. Not Lil John. Who uh, is that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but whoever it is, uh, it's going down. <laughs> anyways, to my point. Uh, be safe out there, child kids and adults, everyone. Be all safe. Facts. <laughs> yeah, all facts. No, I know your point. You want to meet in public. Yeah. You don't want, like, that's kind of weird anyway. If you don't know someone and they're already inviting you to their house, you it's kind of very it. weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, I mean, like. I'm someone to assume that everyone's trying to rob me at all times. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go, wait, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll have an army there to beat me up. I'm sure I take my stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, same. Take like, the no money I have, I yeah. hear you. <laughs> take my, when you take my debt, I might show up. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to rob my debt. <laughs> like, you took that card, you need to pay it off now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that should be the fucking law. Right, if honestly. If you steal it, you pay it. You touch, you buy. You touch, you buy. <laughs> Holy, no, me too. Me too. Like, I mean, like, when I was dating or whatever, I, I was always, like, suspicious. I had a wicked neighbor, though. Jeanette was, like, the best neighbor because if I did decide to hang out with somebody, I had Jeanette right next door, and she'd always know, like, yeah, I did I did have a couple times where I was like, okay, we because I, I, I have a phobia of letting anyone know where I live, too, so I'm like you, like, I don't trust nobody unless I really trust you, so I remember, like, I... <laughs> Finally, after a few dates, I said, okay, yeah, we can hang out. I let the person know where I lived, and I changed my mind. And I was, like, calling Jeanette, like, oh, no, 
Oh no! <laughs> I told them where I live and I changed my mind. <laughs> and Jeanette's like, well, I think they're outside. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not going to open the door. And he was there and she's like, well, he, he has a big yellow umbrella. He looks nice to me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to go outside and tell them go away. <laughs> and she's like, I'll be right here. You want me to come over? And I'm like, okay. So like he came over, but she also came over and I felt way better with that. So yeah, I, after that, I never did that again, unless I was like super duper duper sure because shit, that's your home, you know, like you can't, yeah. what was it you said the other day? You can't, you can, if you meet someone outside and you don't like them, you cannot. You can, you can run away from their house, but you can't run away from yours. Yeah, you can run away from there. Yeah. So that, that, that's the thing. I always believed in home court advantage, but I see some home court disadvantage when mm -hmm. it depends how you look at it, you know? Yeah. Okay, so what about like meeting through friends? Like sometimes people, like even recently, people be asking me to hook them up all the time and I'm, like, I'm not a matchmaker like that. I mean, I'm pretty good at it, but I don't know. Well, people will say I'm bad at it, but I think I'm all right. I'm pretty good at it. I think it depends what type of friends you have and what type of friends they have, you know what I mean? Well, that's real. So, yeah. But, um, no, it's probably, it's, a, it's medium if someone knows somebody, I guess, but I don't so know. What I don't about think that's DMs? What about when people are sliding in your DMs online? <laughs> <laughs> that's not something I've done. Just because, like, I feel like I'm not one to bother somebody, so I'm definitely not <laughs> one to just go and dm it's weird and then they never respond back and now you just have that stupid message out there forever that's yeah can't you just unsend it i don't know and that's the thing and what if they already screenshot it? oh look who's trying to talk to me <laughs> the comic god slipped into my dms <laughs> so, that's hilarious i don't know that, that's the thing I was thinking about mm -hmm. And if it's on Tinder and they don't message back, I'm like, what's Tinder? This is what it's for. It was Instagram. That's a little weird. bit of a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> don't you know I am the comic god? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even that. It's just weird that's because that's not what that's for. That's what your grandfather would be like, though. I am a stallion. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah, no, my confidence comes in my abilities, not my abilities towards other people. Yeah, I get it. Like, your personal skill sets and your yeah. character. and yeah. No, like, honestly, like, whenever that time comes and you settle down, that woman's going to be so lucky because you're a quality human being. And quality human beings are hard to come by these days. I'm Call me cynical, but I don't meet a lot of quality, like, you know, multifaceted, like, genuine, like, thoughtful, like, just on their shit human beings, you know? All right. Best well, thank you. Yeah, for real. Well, that's the truth. And so if you're listening, <laughs> and you happen to be, what's your age range that you're, that you're willing to date? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, like uh... 20, what? Two 22 to, to like, what? 30? 30, yeah. So if you're, <laughs> if you're pretty and intelligent and 22 to 30, you, you, you know, hit up the comic, at the comic, Tradell the Comic God? Tradell the Comic God. 
because he might not slide into your your, your DMs, but you can <laughs> slide can. into his. <laughs> Don't slide into mine. I'm not looking. Also, um, just follow me in general, just because you'll see dope artwork, and also I need to get those numbers up. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's real. Go on in, Instagram and follow at T R E D E L the T H E comic C O M I C God G O D. And if you don't know how to spell God, well, God help you. All right. Okay. Let's talk about best school moments. All right. What are some of your best school moments? Jeez. Did we have got, this conversation before? I feel like we did, but we'll still talk about it for a bit. Alright. Um, I got all the kids off the wall. Off the wall? Off the wall. Is so, that like dodgeball? No. Okay, so what happened in recess, if you did something wrong, you'd have to go in the wall. And you have to stay in the wall for all of um, recess. <laughs> right? Yeah, it does suck. That's hilarious. So, one day we couldn't go on the hill, and a bunch of people went on the hill, and almost everybody got on the wall, and I got everyone <laughs> off the wall. So I took them from the hill to the wall. <laughs> yeah. From the hill to the wall. <laughs> I won't finish that one. Um, skirt, skirt, skirt. And I got everyone off the wall. How? Uh, because I, I probably just annoyed the teacher but I was making really good points <laughs> so you, you so no you didn't annoy you argued you used your critical thinking and argued yeah Judge Joe also. Trey Judge Joe Trey or Judge Trey Brown I forget it was it was some play on Judge Joe Brown oh, did you do that? <laughs> no I remember when you did like when you guys weren't allowed to play on the hill is this the same time no 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 different time because that was a wicked argument we're going into that because I was so proud of that so one of the things I've taught my son is critical thinking skills. Parents, listen up. It's so important. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I actually took it in college when I was studying for corporate communications. And I said, this is so important. I'm going to teach my child. And boy, did he pick it up. Now I got to live with him being able to critically, um, you know, sway me. Uh, <laughs> but he brings up great arguments. So you guys were on the hill and you weren't normally allowed to play on that hill because... It was for the gifted children. Yeah. And so they had the gifties and the normies <laughs> in his school. If you could imagine how egregious that the teachers would allow a culture of gifties and normies, but okay. And they actually legit got in trouble for playing on the gifted hill. The hill for only gifted people. <laughs> and then Trey, what did you do to stick up for everybody? I, I honestly don't remember. You actually told them. You came home. And I, you, I, I, I you told them, so you are not allowing on us on public property on this piece of land because we are not gifted. So you're saying we're not worthy of walking on it. <laughs> like you did this whole thing where you're like, basically you're saying we're lesser yeah. because we're not gifted. So we can't go, we, we cannot grace the present. And, and, and basically... They were so embarrassed. They're like, well, we should, you should call our parents and let them know that we are not allowed to play on. And they're like, you know what? Everyone can play on. Everyone can play on the hill. Everyone deserves the right to play on the hill. Look at that. Sticking up for diversity and inclusion even then. Yeah. You accidentally are a crusader, you know? <laughs> even know. with your stuff I, with the black never, history heroes. Yeah. And... I never want to do it, but then I always end up doing it. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I remember a like... test in school said that you like had this like keen, um, like you ranked really high when it comes to social justice mm-hmm. mattering to you. So even yeah. though you don't want to get involved, it matters to you. Yeah, and I'll get involved anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's my nature for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I think it's time for a jingle. It's early. We might have to just do two. Because I think the topic... Oh, wait. Do you want to talk about more moments? Uh, School moments. Okay, my favorite school moment. I used to love square dancing. The reason why I loved square dancing, obviously it's fun. It's girly. You don't need a tremendous athletic ability. But I also got to dance with Roger Nurse. And that was, like, epic to me. And it was the most amazing day ever. When they had square dancing, I would get to dance with Roger. And I'd be so happy. And then, I remember one time I was sick. And they had, I knew we had square dancing that day. And my grandmother was like, no, you can stay home. You don't have to go to school today. And I was like, I'm going to school today. Because I knew that if I didn't go to school, someone else was going to dance with Roger. And I couldn't even fathom or stomach the concept or I thought that anyone else was going to dance with Roger. And in my whole head, it was going to be this major disaster because Roger was going to fall in love with them and he was going to end up with them because they got to square dance together. And my whole world would come crumbling down. That's junior high Jessica. But luckily, I went to school sick. I don't know if I got others sick or not, but I do know that I got to square dance with Roger. And Roger is your father, as you know. <laughs> so clearly, for the time being, my, I want to say my plan worked because that oh was Oh my a gosh, this is how you tell me? <laughs> no, so I tell the viewers so they don't think Roger's some rando. <laughs> but that's, you know, hang in there. If you get a square dancing partner, you too may end up, you know, um, well, what other memory? <laughs> I got in trouble once because I found out, um, let's just call him a teacher, even though he wasn't a teacher. I don't know what his job was, but we found out his name was Bill and I called <laughs> him a silly Billy. <laughs> When you were in school, like, I think some of my best memories are actually junior high school because that's the time you're, like, like, I was popular, but I still young enough to be stupid, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like, stu- like it's fun to be dumb and young, right? So, yeah, Silly Billy is hilarious. Yeah, that was all elementary school. Well, well as far as what I've said. High school, uh... Had its moments, but for like at least half of it, I was just way quieter, just because uh, the high school it was weird. I don't know, it was it was weird, but yeah. Okay, that's not a best memory. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When I go back to best memories, I have some in high school. Yeah. But when it comes to a lot of them, it's elementary school because yeah, it's just fun dumb things, right? And I was a little quieter in high school compared to elementary where I was louder. I was also loud in high school at times. But it's just I think I was pretty much quiet. I don't know. If you ask me, I would say I'm quiet. I was quiet all the time, but if you ask anybody else, they may not say that. But definitely one of my favorite moments like that was when we had a supply teacher and then your dad was always cracking jokes and then this supply teacher 
Like, so your dad was also always late, which means we were always on the same schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Some teachers wouldn't let me into class because I was just that so late. annoying, right? They'll <laughs> yeah. send you to the office. It's so me too. Not the office. They'd just be like, no. <laughs> well, you have to go. Well, our school, you had to go to the office to get a late slip, which was so. Oh, that's one of my favorite memories. Okay. So, anyways, first, Roger comes in late. He's the class clown. He's making jokes, and the and the. We had this old black man, which we don't get a lot of black supply teachers or even teachers, so that's why he stood out and he was funny too. But he wasn't feeling Roger, <laughs> and he called him Bozo the Clown, <laughs> and he told him that he was gonna call him that for the rest of the time that he was there. So anytime Roger would like, like he'd ask the class a question or something, he'd be like, "What about you, Bozo?" <laughs> and everyone would laugh, and Roger was so upset. I think he actually just didn't come to school for a couple of days. That was really funny. Unless he, until he didn't come to school, then I didn't like it, because obviously, you know. Um, but I really loved, okay, could you imagine in high school, every time you're late, they make you get a late slip? Yep. How annoying. <laughs> I was, I know that process well. I know. And then the, the ladies in George Vanier Secondary School, okay, the reception there, which I did not appreciate, started to treat it personal. Like, do you know me? Do you live in my house? Do you know why I'm late? Don't come at me. So I didn't like that they took it personal. And then one day, Rola and I, because sometimes they'll send you to guidance, because they're like, oh, you're always late. You're chronic. They use the word chronic. You're chronically late. How rude. And then they send you to guidance. And then guidance is like, oh, why are you late? And you're like, uh, whatever. And so Rola and I were there waiting for the guidance teacher because Rola was always late because she was waiting for me because she was actually always early. Sonia was not as loyal. She would go off and be on time. But Rola would wait. I love Rola so much. She would wait. And so then we were both late. And so we're standing in the, I love Rolla, we're standing in the guidance office and we see this great big pad of late slips, like a huge pad. So we're looking at each other like, oh my God, should we, should we? So we grabbed a stack <laughs> and we ran to the stairwell and we were so excited. And we started writing our own late slips because then they said, don't come to them no more, go to guidance. So we started writing our own late slips and it was like the perfect system. We get to school late, we already wrote, we write our own late slips, we give them in, and then we go to class. And so it was going well until one day we were in the, um, I feel like, honestly, I don't know if someone snitched, only one person knew about it, I'm not going to say who, but, um... I feel like we we're in the, we were in, it was so dramatic. We were in the stairways and Rola and I were like not foraging because that would be wrong. We were writing. We were writing the late slip and a teacher caught us and we were like, oh shoot. And she was like, oh, you need to go to the office. And we were like, all right. And to go to the office, it was like this big, long, like, because we're on the bottom floor and we had to go all the way up and we had to go through the halls. And so along the way, <laughs> Rolla like snuck, threw it in the garbage and like covered it up. And then we got to the top, 
he went to the to the principal's office and they're like show show him what you have and we didn't have anything because we already got rid of it and he was like we're like yeah we don't know what she's talking about we we're just writing in our notebooks and then she's like oh you gotta go to the office and then we're like okay and i think they're like profiling discriminating i don't know what's happening something bad she's like totally not cool you know and they're like what is this and then she's like they had they see i seen they had and it's like, mm, well, what if that if we had it, wouldn't you have taken it? And she didn't take it. And so then it was like, he just looked like, why are you wasting my time? And Rola and I were so happy. And he was like, don't worry, go to class. And she was like, no, just keep them for a few minutes. And he was just like, oh, whatever. And he was like, I'm so sorry, girls. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, I, I don't know. And so anyway, this girl went through, I don't know how many garbages. And friggin', because we passed at least six garbages. And friggin', she came back, her hair was all disheveled. She was, I want to say she was smelly, but I didn't smell her. <laughs> but for the story, she was disgusting. And she had the friggin' late slip that we wrote. And then we were in trouble. And that was pretty fun. It was an exciting day. I mean, it was drama. Like, how many people have that story? Right. Do you have a story? Comment below. Did you ever steal a late slip? I know it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, well, stealing's bad. Don't do it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. I always liked the ladies who gave me the late slips. They didn't really, they, <laughs> they didn't really bug me too much. I never had to go to guidance. There was one time, um, Gary came in, and <laughs> they were like. I, I was called to the office, and they're like, um, sit down, and then Gary came in, and I was, and he was like, why are you late all the time? And I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me run! <laughs> oh my god, that's really funny. So for those who don't know, Gary was Trudell's, like, well, he's our, he's, he's family, but he was also Trudell's basketball, like, I guess, like, he went to camp. He had, a, he had a basketball cap that Trey went to. Not hilarious. <laughs> but he's also an educator, hence being at the school. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they weren't nice to me at all. Actually, one of the best things that happened in the office. I love Stacy. I love Stacy so much. So Stacy, I kept seeing her in the office because she was late. And I thought, like, she's so pretty. You know, like, who's that girl? She's so pretty. And would Roger like her? Like, I was a little like, mm -mm. why is she so pretty? But also, I was like, oh, she's so pretty. Anyway, um, I just noticed her because we were always late. It was always me and Stacy in the office. And I didn't know her and she didn't know me. But, like, we had, like, a similar swag, you know? And I was like, oh, I think that girl's kind of cool. And then... Yeah, that's the first time I ever knew of Stacy, but I didn't know her. Then we ended up going to Wonderland because we had a mutual friend, and then we we're best friends. And as you know, Stacy's your godmother. Mm -hmm. So this all came out of thank God we were both late, or you wouldn't have had like the best godmother ever. And yeah, I like that, and I like that Stacy was very rude to the people in the office too, because honestly, like she emboldened me. Oh, do you want to know? Sonia, I almost got in big trouble for this. One time I was leaving the office because I was late. 
It's the only reason I was ever there. And then they had to give me a late slip. I was so annoyed. And then when I left, they said, they called, Sonia opened the door and yelled back at me, Jessica, she called you a bitch. How dare you be a grown ass woman working in a school calling a little student a bitch, first of all. Check yourself, you need therapy, okay? I have a story. And so I ran back, and after I traced her to the very ground, I'm not gonna say, well honestly, I, I threw a phone. I did throw the phone. I don't remember why. And I remember they wanted me to expel after that. And I'm, luckily, by the grace of God, I had a really good principal and he would not expel me. And, they, and he was supposed to retire and he delayed his retirement because he knew the moment that he retired, they would expel me. And those women stopped typing for him and stopped doing anything for him and he stood by me, Mr. White, I love you if you're still here in this world. You know and yeah but can you imagine I would get in trouble for someone else calling me a bitch who's a grown-ass person shame on them that's what I have to say about that and I wasn't a bitch unfortunately I grew up in a home where they drank a lot and sometimes they partied very late and I did not have structure and they didn't know any of that about me so how dare they disgusting if you're an educator why don't you get to know your students and think about how what might be actually going on in their lives instead of just throwing stones like you're 12 when you're the grown adult in the situation and if you are that type of educator that cares good on you we need more of you guys yeah i agree good educators are what makes it there's some trash educators out there that just hence, <laughs> hence the secretary calling a little girl with a broken home a bitch screw you yeah yeah and there are people power tripping and those wild teachers. Yeah. So She's lucky I didn't throw the phone right at her. <laughs> lucky all I did was throw a phone in general. With a big phone. You know the ones that they... Because they have the phone on the desk. And you have to call your parent. If they... And they want me to call my grandma. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't feeling it. Right. So I just ripped it out of the wall and threw it away. <laughs> um, <laughs> this teacher called me stupid once. What? Who? Listen and did the, I know about this? Listen to the story. Oh my God. Uh, maybe. I was in grade five. And then... Then I arrested. And then me and Mike, right after class, were heated. We went and we complained. And then within a week, we didn't see her. Oh. And we were like, we got her fired. Did you? Woo! And then she came back to the same school as a sub. Um, and then I'm like, oh, that's the teacher. Uh, it was a few years later, though. Um, that was in grade five. And maybe she came back grade seven, grade eight. And our class made her cry. And the next class, someone threw a book at her. <laughs> and you're like, karma! <laughs> and as far as I know, she never came back. So that, I don't know, I was just happy. I was happy that... No, she... if you call a student stupid, you should be fired. You yeah. should be fired, for sure. Exactly. Especially, what, an 11-year-old, a 10-year-old? <laughs> yeah. Like, you Maybe know there's I mean? a reason the, they're not listening. I assume is what I was doing. I don't really remember. But <laughs> so are these lie. our favorite moments or are these just moments? Because I'm like... The comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, I loved dance class too. That was one of my favorite things in high school. And I was the most flexible girl in my dance class, which I would relished in because my dance teacher would always be like, 
you're so flexible guys you have to do this like jessica and i'd be like that's right baby gotta do it like me so i liked dance class dance class was dope anything to do with dance class was one of my favorite moments for sure um we never had a dance class um well if we did i wouldn't have taken it but we never had a dance class <laughs> no but yeah because people did put on performances so you would have at least seen the girls in dance class mm -hmm. but you didn't have that no i took drama but i didn't feel embraced like i didn't feel like drama embraced me and i was very i'm very good at it yeah i just yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, I probably would have been good at it too. There, you could either pick drama, music, or art, and obviously I went art. Mm -hmm. And then you could, in the second semester or the second year, I can't remember, you could pick more than one. But I always just stuck with art because, honestly, I'm not too too interested in drama. I don't love all the intention and music. Good with a music instrument. Oof, no, in elementary I failed that just because. I didn't want to play the flute, nor did I want to play the saxophone. No, clarinet. The clarinet. Yeah, I mean, music was done for me in junior high. I was just, music and French. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> me too. In music, literally, I would, everyone would be doing their thing, their music thing, whatever. I would look at the clock and see how long I could hold my breath. That's the only thing I was doing in music. <laughs> oh I'd just God. be like, okay, let me see if I could get all the way over. Can I get to a minute? Okay, I got to a minute. How about a minute 30? <laughs> and then I got up to like two minutes, which is, I think, pretty good. Um, for a child, at least. I wonder how long I could do it now. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I loved music for years and years because I loved singing. And I love like songwriting and I'm passionate about that. And if I could have done like acoustic guitar, I probably would have definitely stuck in music. Me too. But we didn't have like guitar and we had band and I was not a band. I, I don't like like to put my mouth on shit that other people put their mouth. Like it's just not my thing. Agreed. I don't care how much you watch it. So yeah. Just use that. Yeah. And oh, okay. There's only one thing where the drums were the only other one you had to yeah, do. Yeah, that's I what I wanted to do and nobody would let me. So. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, let me do something else. Can we do anything else in music? Because I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't have, they shouldn't force you. I mean, we had strings. We did have like, so when I did the viola, I liked it. But the problem with strings is if you, if you fuck up a strings, it's like, it's like a, a very bad sound, man. It's like nails on a chalkboard. And then. We, oh, I would have done a, what's that? The, the cello? Violin? Viola? Violin, yeah. yeah the small I, I one is a violin. That, but they didn't have that. I think that was more of a high school thing. Yeah, they did have it in our junior high. We had a pretty good music program, actually. And so I did really good with the viola, which was that it's a bigger violin. Mm. And, um, but then they put me in band. And band, I did great with the saxophone. Um, I did very, very good with the clarinet. And then this new teacher projected all over me. And made me do the flute, and I could, and then I never made a sound. I went from a high nineties to barely passing. I could not get the flute, like, and I said, okay, change me back. Mm -hmm. And she said, sorry, there are no more instruments. Right. And I was stuck with the flute. Yeah. Now I'm never gonna be okay with that, Mrs. White. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I had the clarinet for some reason, or the the ugh, the flute for some reason, and 
I'm a big black kid. You're making me play the flute? I that know. doesn't even fit. Saxophone, if anything. I know. Jazz, hello. But no, then they switched me to the clarinet, which is not better now. Instead of not doing anything, I have to not do anything and pay $2 for reads every time I come to class. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that teacher killed music for me. Um, and people should be able to see your passion and let you... I get that they only have a certain amount of instruments, but let you do your passion. And also, where's the guitars? Yeah. Like a guitar. What or do people piano, actually play? Like a, like yeah. a, just a keyboard. Like a keyboard, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What do people actually play? Hopefully nowadays, like comment below if you're in school and you're young and listening to this. Hopefully, like nowadays, they offer keyboards. They offer, um, like, just more modern stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Yeah, but as far as memories, I loved my grade seven gradu uh, grade nine graduation, grade nine graduation, because it looked like a Barbie, like a crystal Barbie. I had a dress that looked like crystal Barbie. Seton Brown did my hair, Trisha's brother, and my mom and Lynn and my grandma were there. The little the ladies in my life were there, and it was just like. Dope. Roger wasn't there because he had already gotten shipped off to to high school. But well, they really, they did ship him off. Like it was mid mid grade nine, and then they told him you're going to the next school, mm-hmm. and that was it. He didn't graduate with us. So so I just I'm loyal. I didn't go. I didn't have a date, which I don't like that. Like I don't like that. I didn't. I should have. I should have done some. He should have been my date. I don't know what his problem was. Like, I, I don't know if it was like a pride. I don't know what happened. I should have just had a date. That, I should have had a date for that. Because I didn't go to high school, grad. Right. The prom? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I was just like, me and Stacey were like, well, let's get out of here. Like, I think we're too cool for school at that point. Mm-hmm. I had fun at prom. Prom was, I didn't have a date. But, uh, I don't know, wore dope suit. It was a good time. It was nothing, like, super special, but it was cool. The after party was fun. Mm-hmm. But you did have a date for your junior high one. Yeah, which, like... Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just a name kind of thing? Um, uh, what do you mean? Why you went, mm. uh, Yeah, I did. Because it didn't I, matter? I, the, the, I did, it was, yeah, it was like a date and name only. It doesn't yeah. really... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because you guys had broken up by that point, I think. And yeah. You guys just said you'll just go anyway. Yeah, exactly. Which okay. didn't really make sense to me, but I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no, I don't. Yeah, but... Do it for the pictures. Exactly. Maybe it was too late for her to find a new date. Maybe. It was like the 11th hour. Kind of. No, there would have been time. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Then you could have found a different date. Yeah. Then you could actually ask the person you wanted to ask. <laughs> well... <laughs> Not the per- well, yeah, no. At that point, I definitely asked someone else because why? But would you have not ask the person you wanted to ask? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you? Because I had a date. I know, but now you've never asked that girl out, and she's gone. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? Well, this is what it is. You it's know, like... you wish she was like your school's Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like fire like that. Um. But you missed the boat. We're not naming names, guys. <laughs> to try to listen all you want. If she's listening, she might figure it out. Maybe she'll hit up your DMs. I think anyone who was there would be able to figure it oh, out. Oh, <laughs> darn. Sorry. Cat out the bag. 
Alrighty, what do we say? Alright. It's time for a freestyle jingle. It's a battle between mom and son. That's right. Alright. Mom, mom. So here are the rules. One topic will be taken from the fortune cookie. Both mom and son will attempt to sell the topic with a freestyle jingle. Then, you, the listener, will decide who wins by voting for the one you like the best in the comments. Comment mom for Jessica. Holla. Or son for me, Shredell. Jessica. All right. So, I already did the liberties of pulling the fortune cookie, and I'm happy to say today's topic is one of my favorite things. Bubble tea! And uh, if you're in the city of Welland, you might want to check out KFT because they're dope. Yep. Or in St. Catherine's, real fruit bubble tea is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And is there anyone that we like anywhere else? I don't know. Oh, bubble tea is dope. <laughs> so, how about you go first? Okay. Bubble tea, it's so yummy. You take a sip, it'll make you say, wee! Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm so worried about not being able to compete with that one. Um, give me a beat. Give me a beat for this. Mmm. Mmm. Give me a beat. I don't have a beat. Give me a beat. Freestyle, I'll No, nah, give me a beat, man. You're holding up the, the process. <laughs> Let's go. I don't mm. know. Mmm. Give me a beat. Mmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's, this, mm. this is how bad that my mm. son beatboxes. But anyway. Mm. Mm. I haven't done that in years. Go, <laughs> go, go. Give me a beat. Mm. Uh, yeah. Boom. Do -do 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 give me something, man. Mm. Alright. One, two. This is Jesse. I'm gonna tell you a story about this thing called bubble tea. It's so yummy. You wouldn't believe. If you had one, then you would want three. I was chilling on the block one day. It was really hot, I have to say. And I felt the rumble in my tummy. I was like, how do I quench what is thirsty and still handle what is hungry? And I'm like, which could do both? You know what? Bubble tea. Bubble tea is yummy. Bubble tea will fill you. Bubble tea will make you feel like you are the dopest. And you know what? You'll be the flyest on the block because you will be the only one who has the ability to rock your bubble tea. Tapioca so good. Bubble tea, you know that you should. Maybe get mango or even a strawberry. Whatever you do, just make sure it's a bubble tea. Hey. Right. I did a whole ass bubble tea song. Okay. Get some royalties off of that biatch. <laughs> mine was too short. Thank you. Yours was too long, I think. No, you hit me with a <laughs> We both got to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> uh, you hit me with a nice beat, though. That was, like, real laid back. You got to get that on, like, a doom, doom. Okay, that wasn't that. What was your beat? I want to sample that. It was like, like, it was like, so I felt like I was, like, Snoop Dogg, you know? Like, 
Bubble tea makes you fly. Bubble tea will make you high. Bubble tea never ask why. Just drink that bubble tea and know that, oh my. Like I felt like Snoop, like my inner Snoop was coming out on the bubble teas. It was a nice beat. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> okay, no if problem. I win, we win. Because that was, that was a joint effort. <laughs> Alright. Hope y'all liked our bubble tea advertisement. Uh, yeah, pull another topic. Pull a topic from the fortune cookie, baby. How are you guys doing this week? Hit us up in the comments. Is there something you want us to talk about? Is there something you'd love us to, to hear us freestyle a jingle about? Um, it's This is a interactive, you know? We love to hear from you. Shout out to our American listeners. We've been seeing you guys, a lot of Americans listening to this podcast. We love you. Thank you. Um, yeah, hit us up in the comments. All right, our topic is... Oh, and follow us on Three Shots and a Mango Beer on Instagram. Yes. Uh, our topic is Third Eye. Ooh. So, I pulled two because I don't know how long we could talk about that. We could but talk a long it is time. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Third Eye you see in a few different cultures, and it's... Uh, It represents what, like extrasensory abilities? I'm still in or... my freestyle mode. I'm like, some have one, some have two. I got three because I got insight into you. <laughs> one, two, three into the. There's no fourth eye, guys. Sorry. Okay. Third eye. It's all about that extra sixth sense, which we both have. Right. It's dope. Right. You need it. If you don't have it, you're just living on a surface level, a, a kind of like the physical world, what you see, what you touch, but you're not operating on your sixth sense, your extra sense, your insight, your intuition, your link to your higher power even. But that shit, that will help you. That will get you out of a lot of bad situations because if you could, if you could tap into that third eye, you could understand when you're in trouble, you could understand someone's real intentions toward you not just see people for who you want them to be but who they actually are in your life and know who to keep who to get rid of it's almost like a cheat sheet for life the third eye it like really gives you insight and i, I don't know if we even use it enough honestly but like what do you think yeah i i think everyone could definitely use it more it gets a little tricky if because, like, your head will come in front of whatever you're sensing. So, like, whether that be your thoughts or That's why meditation is important or... and learning how to, like, know the difference. It's hard. It is hard. I, I was saying that yesterday. I was talking to Sasha and I said that. I said it's sometimes you don't know the difference between fear and intuition. Mm-hmm. Like, am I getting a sixth sense about something negative that might happen if I go here or do this? Or am I just scared? And sometimes it's hard to decipher. Yeah. Facts. But third eye yeah. can be used for positive things too, like inspiration and knowing what path to follow in life. And like, I would say that we have a, a real inspiration on like our creativity and our, the path that we know we want to do. And you've always been inspired and intuitive, like super intuitive. So how would you define third eye to you? Like, how do you use it? Well, this is just a feel out the world mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense um and to pay attention 
I, I, li- I like to, yeah, I like to try to see beyond what's there, whether that be in a certain situation or in everything. And um, I think there's something to that. I don't know. I don't really know what to say about the third eye because it's weird to explain. So if I look up the definition, it says the locus of occult power and wisdom in the forehead of a deity, especially the god Shiva. Indian uh, culture, the gods there, uh, yeah, will have their third eye. Oh, is that what that is? That dot that they put there? I don't know if it's related. I've always thought, I've never looked it up, but I was always like, hmm, I know the gods have that, so is that to represent? I'm, I'm not sure. See, so this ha- this here says um, on dictionary.com, third eye is representation of mystical intuition and insight. So it's the inner vision and enlightenment beyond what the physical eye can see, which is exactly what I said when we started this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's 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 because it, I know I have a third. I know I have my third eye. I don't know if everyone has a third eye. I've, I call myself Jessica the goddess, and I may have just have proven it. Because it says it's for deities, but I don't know. Does everybody have a third eye? Let's see. Well, if you take the third eye and put it into science, they, I think they say it's the pineal gland in the oh, middle of your brain. Oh my gosh. And if you look at it where it's located, it should be where that third eye is. Also, if you look at it um, like cut in half... It's also the same shape as the Eye of Horus or the Eye of Ra. Really? Yeah. Or similar shape of that. That's what I heard anyways. I, I listened to a lot of um, either like conspiracy theory stuff or alien theory stuff. And yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll definitely come up because... So when people say, okay, you said conspiracy theory, I don't know. When people say... That a celebrity is eating penal glands. Mm-hmm. That's what they mean? They're eating people's third eye? That's what they're saying? Uh, I guess. I, that's, I, that's weird. I don't know. It's responsible for something. If you look it up, it's... Um, so, so, I actually looked up, does everybody have a third eye? Mm-hmm. And it says, according to this belief, humans had... In far ancient times, an actual third eye in the back of the head with a physical and spiritual function. I do know that it's connected to spirit. I feel it. Over time, as humans evolved, this eye atrophied and sunk into what is today known as the penal gland. Interesting. Interesting. And the... So, pineal gland is a small P-shaped gland in the brain. Its function isn't fully understood. Researchers do know that it produces and regulates some hormones, including melatonin. Melatonin is best known for the role it plays in regulating sleep patterns. Sleep hmm. patterns are also called circadian rhythms. So maybe it has something to, if it helps with sleep, maybe it has something to do with uh, dreams as well. And maybe that is where quote-unquote the extrasensory or um the the extra senses come from you know what i mean Mm-hmm. so when someone says open your third eye it's believed to be linked to perception awareness and spiritual communication 
Some say that when you open your third eye chakra can provide wisdom and insight as well as a deepened spiritual connection. That's dope. Right underneath that, it says, why do I have four eyelids? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a whole different issue, but I had to say it because I was like, what? Four eyelids? No, no, honey. No, no. Yeah, so I think that, um, I mean, I, I we're both empath empathetic people. I think that maybe people who are not in touch with their third eye might lack empathy as well because I think empathy is that ability to feel from a sixth sense perspective as well. I know people who, who lack empathy and, you know, they say if you lack empathy, you're a sociopath, but I think there's far more sociopathic people out there these days than one might want to admit. Yeah, well... If kinda... that's how you define sociopath. Yeah. Well, mm. yeah, I don't know the actual definition. I know the world is kind of going crazy, and I'm sure that's having an effect on the people. I see it around me. Just uh, more and more yeah. people just looking rougher and rougher. Uh, it's so real. Like, the state of the world at the moment, it's really scary. And I think I'm going to do some meditation to really tap into... What is happening and what is my, uh, what can I do? What is my role to help uplift people? I love, I love people. I think people are, in, I do think people are inheritant, inherently good. I, I've, I've always believed this. Um, I don't like human suffering. I, I can't stand human suffering. Um, I, cause I love people. I want everybody to be good, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's rough out here. It's friggin' rough. And honestly, um, Canadian government really needs to take a hard look at Canada and what's happening in Canada. I think North America in general needs this, um, in terms of like supporting your people, because we've talked about this on other episodes, just the importance of skills building for current economy, uh, you know, recession proofing, like they've made some switches in the housing market and it just made everything worse for people now. I mean, if you're going to make changes, make sure that you run them through a filter and that they're actually going to be positive changes for people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's just hard. There's a lot of, there's just, it's just, just, people are hurting. People are poor. People have been isolated. And then I was looking into like, just like the reduction. Hey, the reduction of, um, I guess, uh, is it oxytocin in the brain? I think that's what it's called. Just like basically, you know, a good, a feel good. It's like the cuddle, the cuddle hormone, right? And if you're not like socializing, if you're not around people, then the impact of negative stress increases because you don't have this positive stress hormone essentially and so what you think about how segregated we've been and how separated we've been and how we've not been able to love each other and see each other and be around each other and right before the pandemic you know i was going out to clubs karaoke and randos were just constantly hugging me and it was just a vibe and i i felt so blessed and so loved and then in contrast now you know, everybody's wearing masks, everybody's separated. Now there's less mask wearing, but mm, it's still not normal. 
everything is not okay. And we were promised a better, like, oh, we're going to come out of this strong and we're going to be okay and we're going to, and I don't see that. I don't see that. And I don't even know if anyone at the top cares because they're fine. They're okay. Yeah. And it's not okay to let everybody else suffer. It's just inhumane and unethical. They need to use their third eye. And they need to fix the problem. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. And, yeah, no, it's crazy. Went out of a pandemic and into a recession, pretty much. Yeah. And we're not Which even is... out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We yeah, are, but are not. We are. How yeah. are we? It's because... There are still numbers, aren't there? So, there's always going to be numbers at this point. Right? This isn't the type of thing that just goes away forever. So you can't just be scared of it forever or else you're going to be scared forever. You know what I mean? I don't want to be scared forever. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no... It's just like a new cold now, basically. And that's what I knew. Is it? it? Come. Yeah. I know. Because I'm thinking... I, ha- I don't even know People if People get I it. They're like, oh, well, I have COVID. I'm going to be inside for a week or two. And then they're fine. That's what's happening now. Right? It's... Do you know anyone who's unvaccinated who has been fine recently? Cool. Yeah, but it's I way down. Like, mean. the spike is, like, way down. Like, now is probably the time if you want to get out there and do stuff. Who has been fine having COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's not vaccinated? That's recent? And they're fine, yeah. I feel the same as one might have. I, I think it has less to do if you're vaccinated or not, and more to do with just how you are with stuff like that. Because if we get the same cold, you might have it worse than I do, and I think it's similar with COVID. Now I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm no uh, medical scientist. No, we're not. <laughs> but, we're not giving medical advice, guys. We're just having a conversation. But I know people who have had the vaccine and have been completely good and barely knocked them out at all and then people who have been really sick right so mm-hmm. it just really depends who you are uh, and that's the thing that's why you can't tell it's like crossing the street you might be okay you might not be okay yeah but the um, original version is pretty much gone as far as I've heard so it's, oh, really? it's a different thing now yeah, from what I've from what I've seen, I don't again not a doctor, I'm not in looking at these cases independently, but from the numbers I've seen, the original version that was here that was scaring everyone, um, isn't anymore. Yeah, I'm looking at the news. I don't see any news on it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. They just stopped reporting on it. Yeah. So is it over? I think so. Guys, comment below. <laughs> Do you think that the uh, the pandemic's over? Yeah. Well, good. I would like it to be over. And can we get, oh, COVID vaccine saved 20 million lives in the first year, scientists say. Hmm. Well, can't just be reading headlines on here. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to see if it was in the news because... I did. I just. I didn't even really realize that I haven't seen it in the news in a while. Right. Which is interesting. Might substantiate your claim. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the third eye has been incredibly important in navigating 
what's best for each individual and each individual navigating what's best for them during this pandemic. Because the fact that things, whether it's the vaccine or whether it's catching the virus or avoiding the virus has been just so different for each person, they basically had to tap into their third eye to find out what's best for them. Not that everybody has, some people just listened, but I'm saying I think that that's an important that's an important navigation tool for anything you do in life, including during the pandemic. Right. You you know yourself better than anyone. You you are gonna have to know what you need mm-hmm. or don't need. Right. Mm. Zoom. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing? Um, I have another topic here that. Okay. Uh, Fell out when I was picking that one. Sure, so let's do like, it. Well, Bring it on. Alright, this. Bring in the funk. What does it say? I don't know. This, I think this is your writing. <laughs> oh, wow. Talk about full circle. What a wonderful way to end off the podcast. Sure, let's have a conversation about reasons to respect your parents. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you start. Uh, yeah, they're there. And wow. you should, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, as my mom likes to remind me, they gave birth to you, so... <laughs> well, not both of them, but okay. <laughs> I don't know, you can't assume anything in 2022. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe they both did simultaneously yes. in that very moment push and deliver maybe maybe mm. but luckily you were not born in 22 2022 <laughs> <laughs> but it's 2022 so we can't assume anything of anybody so okay. I'm speaking out into the world all right right all right we could have uh siamese twins that were somehow born of different parents that also I don't, I don't. Had a baby. Already. So let's stick with the topic. Because I'm not touching that. So, um, reasons to respect your parents. Um, if they're good people, you gotta, you should respect the good people. Right? I'm one for, um, if people are bad, no matter who they are, just keep, you gotta keep the same energy. Shouldn't be around bad people, so mm-hmm. it's so it's it not depends, keeping case the same by energy. case basis. It's not being around them. That's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Don't treat them bad because they're bad. Just yeah, no. Get out of that energy. Yeah, and then the question is also like, what do you see as respect, right? Because you're right. Like I've seen a lot of different parents in my life. I have a lot of young people in my life who have different, you know, parents or no parents. I didn't have parents growing up. But I had a guardian who was my parent, who was my grandmother, who was also my mother, but also my grandmother. But my mother's also my mother. Mm-hmm. But then I also had influences like Miss Masood, who I see as a mother, or Miss Emmy, who I see as a, like a mother figure in my life. So I'm blessed that way that I had um, different mother figures, which I so much respect for them as well. Like. Miss Masood, you know, was and is and, and has always been like an example of what I thought a great woman is. Uh, Miss Emmy, 
another example of what I think an amazing woman is. Um, my grandmother, yeah, okay, you know your family in an intimate level. So like my grandmother, obviously she was flawed, but she was amazing. She had this tremendous capacity to love. And it's so like, I, I, I just, I'm so grateful I got to be raised by her because I feel like she gave me that gift, right? And then of course I love my mother. My father, you know, he was a character. May he rest in peace. Um, but I never disrespected him. Even though he wasn't there, quite frankly, did not raise me, um, did not really contribute to my well-being even in any way, not even financially. Uh, he gave me some great siblings, which I am grateful for, you know, the siblings that I am close with. And... He gave me some great genetics, if I say so myself, baby. So I don't know. Like I, I, I just never disrespected him. I don't see the point of disrespecting anybody. I don't, especially not the people that brought you into this world in one way or another. So, yeah. But as a parent, I think it's important to give respect to, and I think you are respectful. Sometimes you're quite stubborn. Yeah, but that doesn't. I'm always respectful. Yeah, and helpful and kind, and you're amazing. You're an amazing son. I'm really grateful for you. It's why we bond. It's why we can even make this podcast. It's why we can talk about literally anything. And it's proven. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think it's important to respect your parents. But I do think it needs to go both ways. I've never believed like, oh, just respect your elders because they're elder. No, honey, humans are deserving of respect. Respect each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, for real. And um, that's... uh dumb philosophy because a lot of old people don't know anything right not and all old people but there are a lot of people just people in general and then they become old <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean they're not people anymore <laughs> there's still those dumb people that they were yeah that's the thing right it's not that exactly it's like you are just you older mm. and so you know are you intelligent are you a good human being are you not like that exists at every level. So a hundred percent. Um, the other thing was like, yeah, growing up like was different because we couldn't like my aunts couldn't believe that I would get away with saying so many things because they would be like, oh, when we're growing up. You speak when you're spoken to. I think it's a horrible way to teach people to be speak when I'm spoken to. Like I'm not supposed to have my own mind. So I definitely taught you to speak up. Actually, like really had to work on that with you. Yeah, because um, I'm I'm just generally quiet. But yeah, no, if I have something to say, I'm going to say it. Yeah, that can be a challenge during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be generally quiet here. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree. But it's, yeah, no. I, and I try not to <laughs> while I'm talking. I'm literally doing live shows right now, so I just know how to speak well. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. And then the other thing was like, so there was the whole speak when you're spoken to. There was respect your elders. There was the assumption that elders know best. I know that some cultures, respecting your elders is very, very important. But I think with that comes a responsibility from the elders to teach children, young people, the next generation. And I do think that that's a very important tradition. And actually, well, I would like to tap into that's that. A, Maybe I want to do that for Jesse's that, world. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's they're only saying part of the job. Oh, respect your elders. But they're not given a reason why to respect them. 
right? Teach teach the people. Don't just oh respect your elders or I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all, right? Yeah, exactly. When you see like a sensei, he like knows his role. Yeah, as out knowledge, imparting wisdom. And then you think about like the okay, so that that's so interesting because. Oh my God, this is actually a far more interesting topic than on, it did seem on the surface. Because um, if you look at like, okay, so let's say the Canadian economy, we just talked about that. You look at um, one of the challenges we have here is brain drain, which is the retiring of like boomers and with that, the retiring of a lot of knowledge. Well, if we were in a culture that um, really did value, teach value, and and ex and facilitate a knowledge sharing we teach like essentially our culture is so competitive and so capitalist which i do believe in capitalism but i it it really there isn't this like passing of a torch in that way like in a in like a seamless way not that nobody does it but like it's not a part of the fundamental culture right right it's not a part of our culture respecting elders and elders giving back and elders teaching the next generation and elders dedicating their time and energy and efforts into ensuring that the world is 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 carried on in a in a good way for the next generation i don't see that i don't see that from a loving something that's weird i was thinking about this the other day because i'm an artist and i'm back in the day um you would work under an artist and then like apprenticeships. Exactly. Right? And now I'm thinking, like, oh, I don't have anyone to, like, look over my work. Like I throw it out there and then it kind of just goes, it's the people who don't really know, know art. Art. So I get no feedback. I'm just kind of working in a void. And back in, the <laughs> back in the day, um, they would have some, oh, yeah, no, what you have to do is this, this, and that. And now they have that. But it's all paid. Yeah, you have to pay right? for it. You have so, to pay a lot of money for anyone to, of any skill to look at anything you do. So, or wow. at least that's what they promote. I don't know. I'm not DMing these people, which maybe I should. But, um, but yeah, no. And I just feel like okay, if you're that if you're, if you're a major player in in comic or character development, anime, comic development, manga, any of that. Uh, please DM at Tradell the Comic God. He is looking for a mentee, right? A mentor. You're looking for a mentor to work with, okay? That's important. I agree. Giving back is important. I'm just putting it out there. Giving back is so important. And you're right. Everything's a business now. But where does that leave the state of our country, the state of the Americas, when this is how we are operating? And how do we rectify it? And yes, not everyone is a parent, but it's the whole, it takes a village. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people with no kids, like Desi, like Gary, who have been coaches for years or agents or, or teachers or whatever, and have really touched the lives of many, many, many young people, helped shape many young people, are out there being community parents. Right? And then there's people like me. I have a ton of godchildren, right? And I'm a community parent in that way. And yeah, you. but but the specialization, yeah, this is important. This is something I'm going to go away and think about. Because you're right, specialized 
mentorship is critical for young people and a passing of the torch to sensei as such for each you know path and for life in general and I think even in life skills which is where I'd like to give and maybe I might with one of my podcasts life skills is hard too because it's not taught I oh if there's so many things I learned by just getting bumped and bruised that I wish I had like better support and navigation still you know <laughs> so yeah yeah proverbial parents stand up yeah I agree I think that's a strong way to end the podcast. Yeah, me too. Right? Leave people with a thought. <laughs> right? If you can help, help give. Right? The children literally are our future. In the late great words of Whitney Houston, let them lead the way. Teach them and let them lead the way. See? I think right now we're just, the world is like, let them lead the way. <laughs> yeah. No, teach them well and let them lead the way. Pass the torch. Yeah. All right? Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you tune in for next week as well. Um, that's our show for today. Three shots and a mango beer. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking. Um, join us again next week on Three Shots and a Mango Beer. And please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Platinum Rouge, P-L-A-T-I-N, U-M-R-O-U-G-E, Platinum Rouge. Also follow us at Three Shots and a Mango Beer. Um, and we are a Platinum Rouge Productions. And again, uh, DM us. DM us and let us know if there's something you'd love to hear us talk about. All right. Have a great day. Peace, guys.